And so it's it's like that digital record is, you know, imagine going to all your bank accounts and trying to like, you know, log in and, and you can't because you don't have this password or, or the phone, and all the security. So that's like another like interesting thing for the, just thinking about like the future of like all the, you know, our lives have been digital since like high school, you know, and you have this whole record and how do you like translate that over and have one place to, to have it. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarian. Jeff, when you're forced to update your password every 90 days, is it really still secure? Mike, if I don't know my own password, how can bad actors know it? Today's show, we're talking about LastPass, a password manager. So simple, so elegant. <laughs> As Jeff mentioned, LastPass is a cross-platform, cross-device password manager. I had to complexify it a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, tool, and this tool helps you keep, create, and maintain your passwords as you travel across the internet from device to, to device. So if you go from your phone and you have the LastPass app downloaded all the way to if you have the Google Chrome or name your internet browser, mm -hmm. LastPass plugin installed, uh, your passwords will follow you. So it's super handy. I use LastPass pretty frequently. Jeff, I think you do as well, right? Yeah, I've got a LastPass family account, which is a, basically a premium account for multiple people. I have it at work as well. I've been using it for a couple of years and I, I love it. Got it. Yeah, I also love LastPass too. I forget how I heard, how I ran into it. It's probably, you know, eight or 10 years ago where I just started realizing that I was using the exact same password over and over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, as is internet tradition, there's a relevant XKCD for this. So I'm looking at it right now. And XKCD, if you know folks listening aren't familiar, it's a internet comic series that's always super spot on. And there's always a quote unquote relevant XKCD. <laughs> but this one is not number 936. And I think about this a lot. So, you know, it looks at it kind of makes fun of the current standards or just typical default password standards so like when you're typing in a password it's like you know uppercase letter it's a number it's a weird you know like i don't know an ampersand or a percentage it's like some symbol <laughs> that and it just makes for a really hard password to to remember so the basically the case that it makes it it's really easy for computers to break something like that because all computers care about is just the length of the password um, but what really matters for, you know, a computer to start getting, at least for, via brute force method, is for a computer to have a longer password. So the whole, like, theory behind XKCD in this <laughs> comic is you should have really long passwords and just pick random words. So here in the <laughs> XKCD example, it says correct space, horse, space, battery, space, space, staple. So it's just four random <laughs> common words, like, you're not going to forget um, but it's going to take a computer a long time to brute force that because it's 44 uh, characters as opposed to, you know, 20 uh, characters. But, you know, you can remember something stupid like that because it's correct horse battery staple. So anyways, I think about I, I, I basically I think this comic when I saw this was like, hey, I need to come up with better passwords and they need to be longer and just more secure. And that's when <laughs> I ended up getting a LastPass premium subscription. Jeff, what, what put you over the edge for getting LastPass premium? I think that I had been using the same password for a lot of websites. And then one of my, some like very obscure website gave me an email that said somebody had logged in. And then I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went through, I was like, I just need to correct everything. I, you know, I've been using variations of the same password and was realizing that every so often, like someone would attempt to like get into an account. So I just decided that 
hey, I'm going to try to this like password remembering or password management software. And I think LastPass had come up a couple times. I also want to say that we used it at Autodesk before I left. Uh, and that was like another reason why I was like considering using LastPass moving forward. So it's, it's one of those things that once you start using and like you transfer all your passwords over, which is like the most painful part of it. <laughs> but once you do it once, it's like it's pretty easy to continue using through jobs and through different accounts and stuff like that. Yeah, like you're you're really bought in. Like you, you like mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's almost like you have this like internet breadcrumbs that you've been leaving everywhere. Like any because yeah. like, pretty much like any website that you go to frequently, um, or even infrequently, you have to create a password for or an account. And like previously, like the easiest way is just to you know remember like this simple password that you would have, and then boom, like you can log in anywhere. But then that's really insecure because if you know to your point, you get that one email that says, oh shit, my password has been compromised. Now every single website's compromised. It's just nice to have something follow you. And I feel like that's also like a huge, at least strategic barrier for, you know, or at least like way to just keep customers coming back to LastPass because it is so painful to have all those passwords. And to if I was to switch or try to switch to another system, I have no idea how I would (laughs) go about doing that. I don't even think, I don't even want to think about that stress of like going to all these different websites and updating your, your passwords. But Anyways, um, we can talk a little bit about the customer experience for, for, for LastPass. So as I mentioned, there's a mobile app, there's a plugin extension, and you secure your LastPass with your account email as well as a master password. So this is the one password that you really should remember and like the only one that you should remember. So it's kind of like the, I think of it as like Lord of the Rings, you know, one ring to rule them all. <laughs> so definitely don't lose this master password. But from there, you're basically encountered with like these friendly three little dots that you get used to just of seeing as the LastPass dots. And this is essentially LastPass's autofill. So LastPass will follow you around to that website that you went to or that app that you need to fill in a password and then fill in your email as well as your password. Um, I found like the accuracy is not, it's probably like 75 to 90 percent, uh, maybe even a little bit lower than 90 percent in terms of getting that right. I feel like sometimes, especially on the mobile interfaces, it doesn't always get the right email or even like the right website where it just can't recognize it. So I don't know if you've had the similar experience, Jeff, where it's kind of like frustrating where you have to type out your email and then, you know, maybe go back to the app and like copy your password and then paste it in. How's it been for you? I think mobile has actually been pretty okay. I agree with you. It doesn't autofill as much on mobile, but usually when you have to plug in a password, there's like a password suggestion thing and it'll automatically open up LastPass and you can kind of search really quickly and input back um, passwords. I think what I'm really frustrated about is a lot of websites that try to autofill on LastPass, you can't click on the LastPass like icon because it mm. gets covered by that like privacy eye icon. Yep. And so like somebody had some bad design somewhere and they're layered on top of one another and all you're doing is like showing and hiding password when you're trying to actually autofill using LastPass. So you have to like do a couple more steps. I mean, it's it's nitpicky and it still works really well. But yeah, I would say that's the only time that really really frustrates me yeah no i think that you know edge case of the ui also i encounter where i'm trying to click it and it's it's, it's extremely frustrating i have no yeah. idea how, what the solve is for there but you know talk about some of my favorite features like outside of like just like the <clears throat> auto password remembering which is super delightful i also like their password generator so it mm-hmm. just 
will generate a new password for you. So you don't have to think about, you know, some random Konami code that you're going to put into this or make up some word or some new variation of your password. Um, or I think the most common one that I've seen is like incremental passwords where it's like, hey, it's my, my password is word and then the number one. And now it's word number two. And yeah. It's just like, you Cycle know. Cycle through that. That was my Autodesk password for a long time. I would They'd ask us to change it every like three months. And then you can only use passwords that hadn't been reused in the past like five times or something. So I had like six numbers that I would cycle through uh, at the end. So that was not secure, but it was easy to remember. Totally. And it, it's funny how it's just like, you know, that, that forcing function of IT trying to be like fancy and trying to be more secure is just ended up de facto being like more, like less secure because you're just changing, you know, one number. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite features outside of that magical experience of auto, you know, having your password auto uh, filled out is the security challenge. So I feel like they're, what LastPass is trying to do here is they've gamified the experience. So essentially what this is, is uh, you take the security challenge and it gives you a percentage of how secure you are. So it basically has a you know formula that's proprietary that calculates you know how many insecure passwords do you have how many repeated passwords do you have so on and so forth and it'll spit out hey like you're 35 percent uh, secure you want to go towards 100 percent and then same deal for like the you know the size of your password i think it uh, is using the xkcd <laughs> mental model there of like the longer your password is the more secure it is so it um will actually tell you if like your you know master password is still secure too so i like that i don't know jeff if you've used the uh, security challenge at all or played around with that tool yeah actually when i first got into LastPass, i spent a few days going in and redoing all the passwords that were reused so that i could like bump up my security dashboard score until it was like in the green. I'm looking at it right now. It's like an 85%. A lot of the reuse at risk passwords are actually passwords that I remembered from like shared accounts right now. And that's why those are like <laughs> ones that I haven't really changed. I'm not going to say who they're for, but the ones that are all personal ones are, are pretty secure right now. So I don't have any issues with those. Yeah, no, it's so funny. And I feel like it's, it's, it's a, the reason why I like this is because it not only it literally does make this more secure, but it also, I feel like adds a ton of value up front to the whole entire value prop of having LastPass. And it also coaches you through that process of changing your password. So imagine if you had to do that with like another tool or another system, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, like, imagine like if you had to go through like the, this again, like you'd probably want to like poke your eyes out. You're like, I, cause it's, it's a process. You have to like, you know, go to the, every single website you have to like you know say forgot password and then like create this new password and get an email and sometimes two-factor authentication and you know to your point it could be like days that you're doing this but um speaking of like the business model so there's three different tiers for LastPass. so they have a free version um that limits users to an unlimited number of passwords but the catch there is you're only allowed one device type that you can access your passwords across so that's really, you know, tough to do. So, you know, if you just want to use your phone or just want to use your you know, laptop, I think, it, I think you kind of have to have both now that it's so ubiquitous to just hop mm -hmm. across, you know, platforms. The paid version is $3 a month and that adds unlimited devices and a whole suite of other features like the security challenge that Jeff and I were talking about. And then lastly, if you have a family, uh, as Jeff does, you can upgrade to $4 a month to, you know, add your crew to this. Um, and just, it, I wanted to highlight the revenue that, LastPass has had from that model because it's I think it's pretty simple. It's one of the simpler pricing tiers uh, that we've seen, and so the Boston Globe estimates that in 2020 LastPass had about 200 million dollars in annual recurring revenue, which is actually a lot more than I thought, especially only charging three dollars a month. So that puts you know their total paid user base at about five and a half million paid users. 
um, if we all assume that they're at the you know three dollar version. So, and that's not bad considering that you know six just six years ago, LastPass only had about ten million dollars in annual revenue, and Jeff and I were at least six dollars a month um, <laughs> towards that ten million. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the that's what LastPass is, and that's their their business model is you know just the basic subscription. Do you remember in the security dashboard there was this feature where if it recognized the website you're at, it would like auto update your passwords for you? Oh no, I don't know if I like I'm trying to look for that here, and uh, I, I think that that was something that they did. So Mike and I had talked about it earlier, but one of the major barrier of entries was like taking all of your old passwords and updating them to LastPass passwords, which are like way more secure. And for commonly, you know, access websites like Facebook and um, your Google passwords and stuff like that, once you had typed in your old password, it would allow you to very quickly update your password with like a one click, you know. Oh, that's really nice. Experience. Yeah, it's it was really cool. So I did that for like as many as I could. And then for all like the password you know, there's so many websites out there that obviously LastPass isn't aware of or doesn't know how to get to the actual like what are the picks and clicks to get to the actual um, password update uh, page but this yeah that was like a really great help when I was like migrating all my passwords over totally I, and one thing one other thing I'll say about like you know I guess password management in general is like um, I forget like I had a friend that you know recently had a loved one pass and they were talking about like just managing online accounts. And it was like, you know, they unfortunately had passed early. So they were talking through like, they had to basically get all of the accounts from online and they weren't able to. So it was mm. kind of like crazy to just say like, how do I do this? And so it's, it's like that digital record is, you know, imagine going to all your big accounts and trying to like, you know, log in and, and you can't because you don't have this password or, or the phone, and all the security. So that's like another like interesting thing for the, just thinking about like the future of like all the, you know, our lives have been digital since like high school, you know, and you have this whole record and how do you like translate that over and have one place to, to have it? So I guess that's another use case that I, I'm thinking about just now as last pass, not to be morbid, but it's just came top of mind. Yeah, that's a real use case for sure. I know in finance, you know, you have a beneficiary and that's like one way to kind of get access to people's records, but you have to prove that you were related to that person or that they had actually passed away. But that doesn't apply to all websites, right? Like if you, yeah. I don't know how it works for like Facebook. I know that like that is something that Facebook also allows people to do if people had passed away and there is some sort of way to kind of get in and uh, get access to their account so that you can shut them down and things like that. But yeah, overall, like this is a problem that a lot of websites and accounts have to kind of consider is that your users might not be there anymore and somebody needs to come in and have some sort of custodial access to it or have something in place for people to take over should anything unfortunate happen. So I wanted to shift gears here and talk about the history of the product. It's pretty short. I mean, it's a password management software. There's you know, <laughs> fortunately not too much controversy here, which is good. It was originally released in 2008. By 2009, PC Magazine had awarded LastPass five stars, which is considered an excellent mark, and their, quote, editor's choice for password management. I think it was just really easy to get started. One of the password management systems that people could jump into really easily, easy to use, etc. It acquired a company called Xmarks in 2010, which was a web browser extension, which allowed you to synchronize settings across browsers, which I think is like a really core component to LastPass's offering. Now it's like primarily a browser-based web extension. Uh, That's where most people probably use LastPass. And then I would say some people then download the app. In 2015, it was acquired by LogMeIn for about $110 million. 
for those that aren't familiar, log me in. I think the first thing that I knew log me in for was like remote access, like basically logging into your computer remotely or like logging into like a work computer remotely. Yeah. Did you use log me in for anything else, Mike? Don't they own like go to webinar too? I'm not sure. Like, it just feels like an enterprise tool. It feels like a, like clunky enterprise tools is kind of how I thought. Or maybe like not even clunky enterprise tools, but like it was almost like the software as a service. It was like one of like the pioneers for software as a service is like is kind of like what I'm thinking of, like the, you know, the products under the portfolio. Mm. But I, I feel like it was, you know, yeah, because I mean, like I, I know that, you know, my wife used to work across the street from them, their mm-hmm. headquarters in Boston um, when she was at WeWork, which is a whole you know, t- different episode that we can dive into. Yeah. Do, do you know like what like what other companies do they have or services do they have under their portfolio? I don't know. I, I did just look it up. Apparently, GoToWebinar is a LogMeIn product. But I, I remember that the original LogMeIn product, I believe, was purely about remote logins. And I thought that was like the future. Um, because back in the day, you couldn't just like log in from a laptop to your work accounts. Like you had to try to get into a work computer, which is usually a PC. Uh, and you can only get into that computer via VPN through log me in. Like there's some weird way to get into it. Like I remember, for example, computer labs in, uh, in engineering school, like they had specific seats of licenses and software that you can get access to. But there's only two ways that you can use it. You can go into the lab physically or you had to like install LogMeIn into that computer as well as uh, your laptop and then have some sort of like account linked between the two so that then you can get remote access and you can essentially work from home. Now, that problem's largely been erased because everything is already like web based now. So there's no concept of having any of your like software attached to one particular device. You know, you can sign into your Google account from anywhere. And if you're using Google for your work stuff, then you can essentially log in from anyone's computer. You don't really need something like LogMeIn anymore. But before that was like the main draw to it was that you can actually connect remotely and then not have to be in that physical place to use that particular computer. Yeah, so that was really weird to to kind of see like a company like LogMeIn, which had, in my opinion, like largely been extinct, acquire kind of this up and coming password management tool like LastPass. In 2016, they had supported password synchronization to any device within their free account, which was awesome. I started on their free account. Um, it was basically everything that I needed uh, because it managed all my passwords. It generated passwords. There was no limit to how many passwords you had. And then uh, it synchronized across all the accounts. So the free model was really really good in 2016 they had launched LastPass families and they had also doubled the price of their premium version without adding any features to it which i thought was funny love it (laughs) but um what they did was they removed features from the free version so i've talked about this before but kind of the way to adjust pricing is that you can either um, change the pricing of something or you can add or remove value to something so there's always this like value price arbitrage that happens. And um, if you're trying to you know generate more revenue or kind of change the behavior of customers, there's a bunch of levers that you can pull. And in this case, they didn't decide to, they, they decided to do both, I guess, <laughs> like double the price of their premium thing and they remove features from their free thing so, to make their premium version feel more valuable, I guess. Totally. It also feels like a trade-off game too for like the stage of the company. I feel like mm-hmm. so many companies that are software as a service, like they're just sprinting to get, 
as many users as possible. So like, it's like, yeah. you know, doors open, come on in for, <laughs> for everyone just yeah. trying to get in here and like lower it, like make that bar as like low as possible. And then once you get your VC money or you go public or like, you need to like actually, you know, bring on like the business people that like, like how are we going to make money out of this? Yeah. And it's like, well, like now we have to start charging for things. And then mm-hmm. you kind of like start backtracking on all this, like, you know, kind of like what, you know, LastPass had to do with adding or sorry, removing the, any device can access to just a singular device or even removing features from the free version. Yeah. And this is a big deal because in 2021, their free versions, which again, had allowed people to access LastPass across mobile and desktop, started to support only one platform. So you can either have LastPass on your mobile device across multiple mobile devices, which didn't make sense because most people didn't have multiple cell phones and still don't. Some people have work and personal cell phones, but, but the majority of people have one cell phone. Or desktops, which again, doesn't make sense. Like not that many people have multiple PCs. Sometimes you have a PC and a laptop, et cetera. The most common combination is you have one desktop and one mobile. However, you couldn't get support across platforms anymore unless you paid for for premium, which is exactly what I did in 2021. (laughs) Like once they announced this, I had kind of had this choice of, well, do I go with another platform or do I stay on LastPass and I pay for premium? This is where they got me and I ended up uh, signing up for a family pass and, you know, my wife signed on and, you know, I I didn't want to deal with having to migrate passwords again. So that was like the big issue. For sure. Like you're the case in point. And I also like I, I think I was like similar timing. I think I took it. I think I did it in 2020, maybe even a little bit earlier, just because there was a huge deal and like they Mm -hmm. had mentioned that they were going to eliminate support. So I'm like, you know, I might as well just get in while it's like a good, a good price, but yeah, I like looked at it, shopped around. I know we'll get to the competitors at like some other ones. I'm just, I just don't want to, you know, switch over to this. And it's interesting because Google has started to fill in forms like automatically as well. So mm-hmm. I could see that becoming this natural replacement eventually, but it's still like Google doesn't, Google's password, remember, doesn't satisfy all of my needs that I have. But it's, yeah, super interesting that that was the moat or that was the, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back was like, Listen, I, I don't have six phones. I have, you know, a, a plethora of devices that I have to access the internet from. Yeah, multi-channel of devices, not like multiple of single channel of devices. And yeah, <laughs> to your point about like browser password managers, what I heard was generally they're less secure. And then obviously the main issue is that they work across browsers, but not necessarily across devices. So this is where something like LastPass does provide some value. In 2021, Bill Wagner, who was the former CEO of LogMeIn, had announced that they would actually spin out LastPass into its own company in early 2022. I think this was largely people reacting to reacting negatively to uh, LastPass being acquired by LogMeIn over like the previous five years. I think people just didn't like the fact that LastPass was kind of consumed by this larger company that didn't necessarily share the same vision. So basically, the plan was in early 2022, which that's where we're in now. So this is probably already happening. Uh, about 350 of their 3,800 employees would be joining uh, this new LastPass-only company, and they're expecting to double that number in this year. So I wonder if that's going to really change uh, strategy-wise what LastPass is doing. What I heard was that they would hire their own CEO and operate as own company, but under this umbrella of LogMeIn still, but just kind of separated it out. It's like that Futurama meme with with Blackjack and Hookers. Like, we'll start our own company. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, they're both still going to report into the same parent company. They're owned by, like, a, a private equity firm. So mm-hmm. it, I also wonder if another, like, part of it, too, is just 
pure profitability. It's like, hey, like let's like LastPass might be the most profitable part of LogMeIn because I I can't actually name any other parts of the LogMeIn service. So like maybe they're eventually trying to sell off like the you know the unprofitable parts with with LogMeIn. But yeah, the future will tell. Yeah, and this reminds me a lot of the Slack acquisition from uh, Salesforce. Like Slack was this up and coming enterprise technology software that everyone really loved and had this like very interesting vision. I think it performed kind of poorly on the monetary front and then Salesforce came in and acquired them. And then like people were kind of like moaning and groaning about that because Salesforce has been around for kind of a long time and didn't really have that same sort of like edgy visionary product feel to it that hey, Slack man, they, and Salesforce did. They, they got McConaughey for uh, Super Bowl ads. So. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, like they that was kind of a weird move. They also said that they would keep the entity separately. And I think largely I haven't seen too many changes in Slack. So that's been pretty good so far. But yeah, it, it felt very similar to that kind of kind of move. I just wanted to really quickly outline some of the historical security incidents. While LastPass is intended to be a password manager, and I think it's been really good at that, they have not been without some level of data breaches in the past. It's unfair for me to say that they're all the same level of security incident. These are just the ones that were listed uh, in the Wikipedia article, but they had one in 2011, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2019, 2021. Again, like this isn't like saying that all of these are like large mass data breaches where everyone's password got leaked out. I think some of them were really small incidents of a, a particular set of people. In all fairness and objectivity, LastPass isn't without some level of breaches that have happened before. So, for sure, it's, I mean it's a huge target, and you know we can yeah. talk about like who LastPass is for. I, I have it as you know three different segments. I have it as you know the free individuals that just I actually don't know like who would want the free individual account. I could see it maybe of like you just want to have your password saved on like your desktop, like if you have like a you mm-hmm. know work account that or like work laptop that you use like super heavily. My the second one is like the paid individuals, like folks like you and I that are just like super, you know, cautious and love to have, I like, think, that value out of um, time saves where you don't have to remember and peace of mind. And also like the security of not having uh, your password stolen. And I did want to get to like how valuable the security industry is, especially with um, financial identity theft. So if you look at 2020, 47% of Americans experienced some form of financial identity theft, which is a huge, crazy number to me. I did not think that it would be nearly like, you know, <laughs> you know, pick 10 people and, you know, four, four and a half of them have had yeah. an issue, yeah, nearly five of them. So uh, this all adds up to huge monetary losses for the U.S. customers. It's about $502 billion in 2019. And that number increased by 42% in 2020 uh, to $712 billion, which is totally mind-blowing. So it, it definitely makes sense that there's a high willingness to pay here because you do want to keep all of these, you know, at least like from a financial, like your, you know, your bank accounts, your credit card accounts, all those accounts, super secure. Um, and then lastly, I have like the, the last segment is just the enterprise customers. LastPass mentions on their website that they have over 33,000 businesses that pay for some form of enterprise. And it makes sense too at the security angle to just keep your, your employees data secure. I mean, Mm-hmm. Imagine like being an IT person at a company. It's probably your worst nightmare to like do like a walk around and you just see like written passwords on, you know, sticky <laughs> notes like all across the office, which I'm sure happens like more often than not. So like it's probably an easy sell for, you know, the IT team to say like, hey, like <laughs> we can't be having this. Like if yeah. anyone was to lose one of these passwords, we, you know, compromise our entire system. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And let's chat about competitors in this space. You know, LastPass isn't the only password management tool. I think they're probably one of the largest though. But um, here are some other companies that are kind of in the security space. There's 1Password and Dashlane, which I believe both of them are more direct competitors where there's this sort of like password management system. There's like Okta and Duo Security, which I think are more around locking down multiple devices on some sort of like central control mechanism. Um, Duo is like kind of like a VPN sort of thing. We use this at Autodesk before as well. Any other security type companies that, you know, you want to call out, Mike, here that, you know, I, I didn't mention? No, I mean, there's definitely like a, like a swath of like password ones. I UBT. mean, there's even like, yeah, exactly. Like, and I think it's like, I just go back to the jobs to be done. Like, I know some people that have Google spreadsheets of like yeah. their passwords and I'm like, don't do that. Please don't do that. Or like they email themselves passwords. I'm like, yeah, yeah. God, like it's just like, uh, so like, so frustrating, but you know, it teach Single their own. point so, of failure. Right. Exactly. And I'm sure like, it's the same with like, you know, if you go to like, you know, the, the, like, the post-it note example that I just gave like earlier, those are other like jobs to be done. But in terms of like other tech companies, I know there's a few, I think there's like robot password or robo password, but yeah, one password is the other one. Only one that you are, you mentioned that really pops out to me. Yeah. I, I think that we, at our company, use Okta. We've used Duo Security before. We use LastPass today. So, like, we use a combination and YubiKey. So, we use a combination of different of these competitors. Cool. Let's um, talk about our thoughts. I'm happy to start. I think LastPass is great. I think my biggest issue is just that initial <laughs> pain of migrating over to a password management system. That's not unique to LastPass. Um, so. I don't think that that's something I can only fault them for. What I do love about it is that, well, now that I'm a premium user, I'm able to sync these passwords across from uh, mobile to desktop. It's Whereas so convenient. Oh it's my God. very convenient. And then like generating these like 20 digit, 20 character hexadecimal passwords that are like really hard to crack, I think is also really great. Before, you didn't want to do that because it's hard to come up with passwords, hard to remember them, hard to keep and store them, but they've removed all those barriers. So there's kind of like no excuse for you not to have a secure password that you can maintain in a system like LastPass. And some other things that make it really easy is that you can share passwords with people uh, and allow them to get access if they're using LastPass without even showing them what that password is, which I think is really nice. And you can kind of edit permission. So Mike, I could share a password with you. You can use it if you're a LastPass user, but you wouldn't actually be able to see the actual characters or anything. And I could revoke that whenever I wanted to. So that stuff is like really great. And it's kind of um, underrated how important that is because there are, might be some times where you need somebody to get access into some sort of account or system for a short period of time and you want to restrict access and just turn them off. That's not something that comes out of the box with other yep. password things like you you can't just like share a password with somebody and then unshare it with them if you were like <laughs> were to write it on a sticky note and pass it along right so i think overall that's where uh my head's at it, it checks all the boxes off for me my one nitpick is like the annoying ui thing where you know sometimes i'm trying to like autofill passwords and it's just like <laughs> not sure what to do but there's a workaround for that and i'm sure that's something that'll get fixed in the future but not a huge deal it's just something that can get slightly annoying i'm gonna give LastPass a 4.5 it's pretty high on my list i think it really meets the needs uh that i have for password management so far it's been great for me i don't see a world where i get off of LastPass. i've even run into the scenario when they kind of forced me onto premium where I considered doing it. And, and at the end of the day, I still chose to stay on LastPass. So 4.5 for me. That's a lot of like, you know, 
like raving from like just knowing you jeff of like hey you know forcing jeff to pay it's like all right you you got that barrier and then with the jeff yep. rating like going above 4.3 yeah. i think is a is a, is a good bar, high so. rating, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so i love it but i think one thing that blew my mind with LastPass was when you shared some passwords with me mm-hmm. as we were like onboarding to the podcast like a year and a half ago just for some of the tools that you were using and i was like whoa you can share passwords this is so so cool so like i've i've done that mm-hmm. some of my friends that have LastPass as well and it, like my friends that don't i'm like oh, you can't even use this account like it's, it's not even worth it uh-huh. yeah but it's funny because it gets them to like sign up right like it's their <laughs> it's kind of their um onboarding play is like oh if you, you can't use this unless you at least sign up for a free account and you're like oh fine <laughs> exactly i love it um but i, I will rate LastPass just slightly below that just because i've been at the cusp of thinking uh of going elsewhere but i'm going to say it's a 4.3 for me and the reason why i've been thinking about going elsewhere is just because of you know some of the, like the little nits that i have of like it doesn't always auto discover all of the apps i do have to say it's that seemed like a 20 late 2020 early 2021 problem it seems to be have gotten better now i don't know mm-hmm. if like something changed with android with maybe like their mm-hmm going from Android 11 to 12 or like what happened, but it seems to be a little bit better now um, as well as like sometimes that UI thing also frustrates me, but it's just like an extra click to be able to click the plugin at the top of my browser and say, copy password. So it's, it's, it's not a big deal, but I do like really like the, you know, overall like growth and strategy too. I think a, a huge call out to like the log, log me and team and LastPass to grow a business from, you know, 10 million recurring revenue in you know, 20, you know, 15, whenever it was acquired to 2022 to having $200 million, like to go from that big of a jump in revenue is like, is no joke. So, you know, kudos to the team there. So they've definitely been able to do something right. And I think some of it is, you know, making sure they have the right balance of free features and and paid features, but yeah, 4.3 for me. So hopefully you all, if you don't use a password protector, don't write down your passwords or email them to yourself. You know, get the secure password, read that XKCD article, um, or not even article, um, comic. We'll, we'll post that in the show notes. But, um, those are our thoughts on LastPass and, you know, definitely continue to reach out to us. Um, we love, you know, all the fans on Twitter as well as Instagram reaching out to us and leaving comments or interacting with us. It definitely means a ton. And so can, please continue to do so. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ProdX Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.